Welcome into the third edition of the Pinewood Perspective. I'm Will G. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to be recapping the first half of the top 100 NFL players that premiered on the NFL Network. I'm going to be talking about some NFL rookie debuts. Cam Newton says that Bill Belichick has not named the week one starter yet. We're going to dive into that and then we're going to get into this week's overrated and underrated. I'm Will G. I'm JB. I'm Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. Welcome back to the Pinewood Perspective. We have a great show for you guys today. Episode three is well underway. We had week one of the preseason knocked out this weekend. You know, a lot of rookie performances. That's what everyone was really mainly hyped about is the five rookie quarterbacks taken in the first round. Who's going to play the best? Who's not going to play good? And uh, through Thursday and Saturday, um, whole slate of games, we, we've seen a lot of good things, I would say, overall from all the quarterbacks. I can't say that I really could shit on anyone's performance right now. Um, we're going to dive into that actually right now, though. So let's just get right into it. NFL rookie debuts that impressed you and that you were not impressed with. JB, I'll go ahead and give you the reins on this one to start. Are you? We're just straight quarterbacks here? No, all NFL rookies, you know. I, I saw a few clips from uh, Joe Tryon. From mm-hmm. Tampa, mm-hmm. that actually kind of surprised me. Uh, I know on draft night I was kind of like, "Wait, who?" When yeah. they drafted him, and uh, I got to watch some of his clips from their preseason game, and he looks like he was lighting it up. Yeah, he definitely started to look. He definitely looked like a first round pick in that preseason game. Yeah. I had him as like a second round pick. You know, I thought he was going to slip into the middle of the second round. Was definitely kind of surprised when they went Joe Tryon. I mean, it's a good counterpiece for their defense. Uh, their defense I mean, is loaded, so I mean, if he could feed off of getting uh, like Jason Pierre-Paul on the opposite side, getting like him getting attention, and he could feed off that. That'd be that could be dangerous. I mean, they really have like the most complete roster in the NFL from top to bottom. Like they have every position group filled up with very solid players. So I mean, like you said, you know, add a piece like Joe Tryon I mean you got Shaq Barrett and JPP and JPP is probably what JPP I think only signed a one-year deal so you know Tryon can be your future there and you continue to rock so I mean I got to give Tampa Bay credit they keep you know last year they drafted Tristan Wirfs and you know he just made the top 100 NFL players list he's a dog definitely the best offensive lineman in the draft from last year and now we're sitting here Talking about the Bucks again and how good their roster is, so I gotta give I gotta give my props to Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians and the GM over there. I mean, they have like the most complete roster in the NFL. You know, maybe there's better teams out there for sure, even though they just won the Super Bowl. Um, you could argue the Chiefs, the Bills are making great moves every year, um, the Rams are on their way now, but they continue to win and they they're killing it in the draft. And you know, if Joe Tryon turns out, it's just you know. More future for that defense, which is scary. Justin, who impressed you? Um, obviously, yeah. most of the rookie quarterbacks. 
course, I'm going to be a homer and say Justin Fields. You were at the game. How was that? Yeah, the game was amazing, man. Um, showed us exactly, I guess, what we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to, to, you know, hear about it, and but to actually see it, it just felt good. Um, what I can say about his performance, the only negative I saw that he did was he – one play, I guess he kind of rolled out, tried to scramble, and he tried to, like, spin it. Mm-hmm. And he fumbled the ball. But the fact that he attempted that, like, I don't feel that you should be doing that in the NFL, especially because that could happen. But the fact that he attempted to spin like that lets me know that, okay, he's got confidence in himself. And that's what rookies do. That, that was a mm-hmm. rookie mistake. I don't think you should be spinning like that in traffic, but especially in the NFL. But, I mean – just to see him do that, his athleticism was on full display. Mm-hmm. Every time he had a completion, was amazing. And then um, he, he played the <laughs> he played the second and the third quarters. But uh, Nick Foles came in in the fourth quarter, and I don't I don't care what he did, everything booing. It was people people instantly <laughs> left. We left after that. I stayed for maybe like the first drive of Nick Foles, but every incompletion booing. Like the the fan base is definitely clamoring for him. And uh, he's going to be starting, I, I believe, by week three. But other okay. than him, uh, Trey Lance, the ADR bomb, that was nice. I think Mac Jones looked solid for his uh, you know, his first preseason mm-hmm. game, first NFL action. Zach Wilson, too. I think I got, I got a lot of faith in Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be the guy for the uh, Jets. And, uh, yeah, so no, no, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, any rookies that I was like, I'm, I'm like down on that were just purely negative. But I mean, yeah. The, yeah, I was I was impressed by Mac Jones. He had some pretty good numbers for you know his first NFL preseason debut, and you know he had a few incom- incompletions where it was mainly just drop balls. That's what it was. You know, there was like three drop passes that he had. I know that you know Jay Fields had two drop balls, but at the same time, I see Mac Jones have just as many. And I was impressed because, you know, he was the fifth quarterback taken off in the first round. I probably would have him around my fifth. I think when we were doing this for the G unit, JB, we both had him as QB5. Maybe you had him at the four. I had him at five. I had Trey Lance just because of the ceiling. But, I mean, yeah, I had we, him at four. We, yeah, I think, you know, we we all agreed that he wasn't a top three quarterback in this draft. And, you know, that I think that showed in the draft class. But for him to go out there and play like that, I was impressed. You know, it shows – that this draft class might, this quarterback draft class has a lot of potential across the board with all five quarterbacks that were taken in the first round. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I want to dive into who I was impressed by. Obviously, I'm going to bounce off of Justin here and talk about my Justin Fields, um, my boy Justin Fields today. Pocket presence was, you know, top tier. He looked poised in the pocket. He struggled in his first two drives. Mikey made a good point in his article that I read yesterday that, you know, no reps, no gains. Think about if Matt Nagy pulls him after two drives and he went three for four with, like, 12 yards and a fumble. Like, people would be losing their minds. You put him in for two and a half quarters like he did, the dude was dominant. You know, I mean, he wasn't dominant, dominant, but, I mean, poised in the pocket. He showed off his athleticism. His pocket awareness was, you know, already NFL-ready. People are going to get on him saying that the game is slow to him, but they didn't get the full context quote talking about playing with the Bears' defense every day is what slows it down for me. Obviously, your, your sites like PFF and Sports Center are going to take words out of context, get people hyped up. 
try and piss people off who don't like Justin Fields, try and make people who love Justin Fields even more happy. That's how social media works. But the whole context quote was, you know, going against the Bears defense every day kind of helps slow the game down for me pretty much. So people are going to, you know, complain about that. And it's going to speed up for him. You know, he was going against the twos and the threes. Um, Mm -hmm. And Brian Flores was calling the plays, and I love Brian Flores' defense, whether it's twos or threes or not. You know, he was throwing balls to twos and threes. He was throwing balls to Rodney Adams and Javon Wims and and Jesse James, the legend. So, I mean, we gotta we got to, you know, pump the brakes here on being super high on him because it is preseason. He is going against the twos and threes, but he's also throwing to the twos and threes, and we need to get him some ones action. I'm really excited to see what this uh, – Bills defense, if he can get some ones action with, on both sides of the ball with a Bills secondary like that and, you know, a decent pass rush, that is, you know, that if he plays good against, you know, if he gets some reps against the Bills ones and he plays good, then we can start saying, okay, you know, maybe he is the, maybe he has a, the chance to be the real deal here in Chicago. And we all want to, we all want him to be great so bad, but we got to just pump the brakes a little bit. Let me get into my other rookies here so we're not, Talking Bears. Gregory Rousseau. I was really impressed with Gregory Rousseau. Had a sack on Penny Sewell. Get a chance to watch that game. Had a sack on Penny Sewell. And, you know, he seemed to be just kind of in there on a lot of plays. I was really impressed with Gregory Rousseau. And you guys know how highly I think of Penny Sewell. He started the game off slow, but then picked it up in the second half. <clears throat> I said that, in my opinion, Penny Sewell was the best, second best player out of this draft class. Who's, who's the first? T-Law. That was my, I think we talked about that on draft day. So I was upset that he went to Detroit, but for Gregory Rousseau to go out there, you know, go at, go at Penny Sewell like that, that was, that was cool. You know, I was impressed by his rookie performance, and I think that he's going to be a big thing for the Bills. And then uh, Javante Williams, you know, I thought he had a good game against Minnesota. Obviously, he wasn't going against any of Minnesota's ones, really. But you, you've seen his, you've seen his speed, You've seen his durability. You know, I got a little nervous when I watched him get flipped on that one play on the ankle tackle. Other than that, I was really impressed with uh, the Denver running back. He was a dog. Not impressed. I'm going to hop into this real quick. And I don't want you guys to, you know, freak out real quick. T-Law. You know, he showed off his arm talent. He showed off his accuracy. I'll give him that. But that man's pocket presence for a week one starter was atrocious. His offensive line might not be all there. And I get it, you know, you get hit from the blind side. But he was just letting pockets collapse around him. He wasn't stepping up in the pocket at all. He wasn't extending plays with his feet like we know he can. No, he's not fast like Lamar Jackson. No, he's not, you know, quick like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. But he can extend plays. We watch him extend multiple plays at Clemson. He's not Peyton Manning back there. He can extend plays, and he just wasn't doing that in Saturday. In Saturday's performance at all, he wasn't doing it. So I was, I was really disappointed in T Law's performance on that standpoint because we all know that T Law's arm is good, you know. Mm-hmm. But for him to you know be a week guaranteed week one starter, number one overall pick in the draft, and his pocket presence just to not be ready like that, going against, you know, I mean it, it is the Browns defense, but none of their defensive starters were playing either. So I don't know. T Law didn't impress me. And the fact that, you know, is he going to be ready for week one and be NFL-ready quarterback and come out there and, you know, have a Herbert-type year, a, a Baker-type year, I 
I would expect it to see more. It's only week one of the preseason, though. It's, 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 it's only week one. And, you know, they got the number one pick for a reason, man. It's still, I, I got faith in them. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say because I didn't, I didn't watch the game. I watched, you know, you know, a few highlights. But, I mean, you know, give it time. We'll see. Oh, I mean, yeah. You got to give these things time. It's only week one of the preseason, and people will probably say I'm overreacting. It's just this is a guy that we've been talking about going number one overall since he diced up Clemson in 2018 in the championship game. Right. So I was expecting a little bit more, you know. JB, who were you impressed with this weekend? Impressed or not impressed? Not impressed. Um, I'm going to say Trey Lance. Okay. For giving up as much as they did, um, I expected him to come out there and light it up. I mean, outside of his 80-yard touchdown, he didn't really have much. Uh, I think he was like five for fourteen or something like that. Yeah, five for fourteen, and then he had that eighty-yard touchdown. Yeah. I mean, his stat line was nothing crazy outside of the eighty-yard touchdown. So, um, I I mean, again, still still early. Time will tell, but I wasn't necessarily impressed with that either. Okay, that's understandable. Who weren't you impressed with this weekend, Justin? Um. I don't necessarily have, like I said before, I don't necessarily have anybody I wasn't um, too, um, you know, imp- not impressed with. But uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like the quarterback play. I didn't. I, I'd probably have to look into it some more. But um, I didn't watch like every game thoroughly mm-hmm. enough to, you know, I, I kind of just paid attention to the main attractions, the quarterbacks. But uh, yeah, I was thoroughly, like I said before, impressed with the overall. I'd say that this is probably the most I've paid attention to preseason football in my life. Maybe it was just because I was working that day and it was on the TV, so I got to watch every preseason game. Maybe it was just that. Or maybe it's the fact of I've never been this excited about a Bears quarterback, and I kind of want to see how everyone else is playing out. So I kind of wanted to see Trevor Lawrence play at the same time. I want to see Trey Lance play. So I feel like this is maybe why I'm bought into football and preseason football so much or maybe I'm just trying to scratch that itch and you know just ready for week one to be here so I'll pretty much watch whatever is on I mean NFL Network's been on my TV like all day every day for like the last month so maybe it's just a little bit of both but I feel like definitely having us having a rookie quarterback and wanting to see how the other rookies are playing out definitely would probably have something to do with it let's hop into you know heading back out east with Boston Cam Newton says that Bill Belichick has not named the week one starter yet do we think mac jones will actually start week one for the patriots jb i know mac jones is your boy so let's hear it i don't know if i'd say he's my boy but i was definitely high on him coming out of the draft class and kind of the situation he landed in uh and it kind of goes back to what i was saying i think he's got the best chance of going into a great system and making the biggest impact year one um i feel like he's got all the weapons around him He's got Bill Belichick on his sideline, uh, so can't can't really go wrong there. But Cam Newton's not – he's getting older, not really as impressive. Last year, kind of a, a downfall of Cam Newton, I felt like. So, I don't know. I feel like Mac Jones can go in there and light it up if he's given the opportunity. I don't think he'll start week one, but I think only time will tell if they start losing games. See, look, I feel like, I feel like Bill's going to – try and ride this one out I don't know I feel like he's not going to try and push anything he's one of those 
He's one of those coaches, Lashley. but at the same time, you got to think his job's kind of on. Uh, his job's not on the line. He's a patriot for life, but people are wanting Last year success. Going seven and nine, I feel like that just kind of was a punch in the gut for him. And then watching Tom Brady win the Super Bowl without him, I bet you that was the second punch in the gut. He's not going to let that happen. He's not going to let it happen twice. I don't. They're going to at least make the playoffs. Yeah, you think? I mean, yeah, I agree with JB. You think that's the answer, though, Mac Jones? You think? I, I don't think Cam Newton's necessarily the answer, though. I don't think Cam. Oh, I don't think. I don't know if either of them are. I don't know. Right. I, we don't know about Mac Jones yet. Right. I don't think he's the answer long term, but for this season, for sure. I think Cam. I ain't finna do a, a rundown about everything. You know, all the reasons that he wasn't um, necessarily effective last year, but. I feel like this year, you know, they, they revamped the team. They got a bunch of pieces. And we'll see. We'll see how the division plays out. I think, like JB said, that they will – they could potentially – I ain't going to say that they will make the playoffs, but they potentially can make the playoffs. And um, I don't think Mac Jones starts this season. I think I think Cam can get him to the – we'll see. I, I, I just think – I got. I still got faith in Cam. I don't think he's gonna be the man long term, but definitely not the long term answer. Yeah, but I mean, for this season, I, th- I think Cam will be the starter. I don't know. It's just a tough situation. If you look, that I've we've talked about this, and I know that you always hated when I said this, JB. But the AFC East is, in my opinion, one of the most interesting divisions in football. Yes. Not the best division in football, but interesting because you have a curious case of Tua Tagovailoa. You don't know what his future is you don't know if he's going to be a dolphin for long term or you know they're going to look at maybe landing Deshaun Watson once he's available or well, he is available but once this, his situation clears up you have Zach Wilson coming in now is he the future of the New York Jets you have Mac Jones there and then you got the Bills who are potentially a Super Bowl ready team this year they were a game away from it last year and they had to go up against that powerhouse in Kansas City so, in my opinion, it's one of the most interesting because there's a lot of question marks. What's Cam Newton going to do in New England? Is Mac Jones going to be the guy? Is Zach Wilson going to be the guy? What's up with Tua? Do they have faith in him? They didn't last year. So, I'm going to summarize what you just said. Three quarterback issues and a team that's ready to compete. That's it, not interesting to me. That is interesting. I I think if you look deeper into it, it is kind of interesting. I mean, we can, we can cut the Jets out. The Jets ain't making the playoffs. We'll see what happens with Zach Wilson, but um, I think they're other than the Jets because we know that they're not gonna make the playoffs. But you got a legit case for the other three teams. I mean, the Patriots with a new roster and Bill. You got the Bills, who I believe will win the division. I, I believe that they specifically addressed what they needed to with Gregory mm-hmm. Bruce. So I yeah. completely forgot about him. They addressed the pass rush, and they got a um, second guy to take the pressure off Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. I think that was he was a great pickup. I, th- I thought he was great for the Saints last year. He was a great pickup for them. But and then you got a uh, you know Miami. What, like you said, what 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 is what is Tua gonna do this year? He was in and out with Ryan Fitzpatrick, so now he got the reins, and you know we'll see what he does. Mm-hmm. But so I mean that's you got three legit cases for three teams in that division. So and I mean the interesting thing about Miami is they're a playoff ready team across the board, except. To attack Avaloa, is he the answer? That's what is so interesting about that team. Reminds me a hell of a lot of the 2019 Bears. You know, obviously the 2018 Bears made the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky had a little cool little run, but that team is 
ready right. for playoffs and potentially a deep playoff run across the board other than, you know, running back situation there. And then what's your quarterback going to do? I just see a front runner and it's not even going to be close. So Who's the front runner? The Bills. Oh, yeah. 100%. No I mean, but I mean we got to talk about Miami 13, going 14 games. Miami went year. 10 and 6 last year. Right. You never know. <laughs> so you're so you're thinking there's going to be a, a fall off. So you think it's going to be a fall off? You don't think they go 10 and 7 or you don't think they can win better than 10, 10 games this year? 10 or 11 is who's going to come in second place, whether it's the Patriots or the Dolphins. It's not going to be close up. Oh, I can't see the Patriots winning 11 ball games this year. That's tough. Yeah, That's what I said. It all depends on that, quarterback play. Miami, they could be six. They could be six wins, or they could be eleven wins. It all depends on their quarterback play. True. All right. Well, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, let's get into over unders here on rookie quarterbacks weeks starting. So you got to set the over under at the week you think they'll be starting. So you know if you think that he's going to be starting potentially by week five, set it at four and a half. You know, bet the over or bet the under on that. Uh, we'll start with our boy Jay Fields. Justin, I'll let you start. What You said you think he's going to be, what, week three? So what are you setting the over-under at? Um, wait. I, wait. Okay, so explain this to me. You said, um, how do I do it? I mean, So you got to set it at, like, it. it's kind of like sports betting. So you got to send it at, like, if you think that he's going to be a starter at, by week three, I would probably set it at, like, three and a half. So over three and a half games, so week four and beyond, or under three and a half games. So he'll start, you think he'll start by week one, two, so or three. Over. Yeah, I, I, I think week three is it. Week three. So then you take the under on three and a half. So I'll take the under. Oh. Okay, how about I set I like this. Yeah, I said, said it. Part. I'm yeah. going to tell you what I think. <laughs> you said it. I, I said it. It's going to okay. be like a universal right. thing. Like, you can't yeah. set it for each one. I'll set it. Okay, <laughs> Justin Fields, I'll set it at five and a half. That's <laughs> my opinion. Right. I feel like that's it. So you're taking the under. You think no, he's going to yeah, be playing yeah, by sure. week yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll take the over. You'll take the over? Yeah. What week you think? Probably not till like week eight. Oh no, no, sir. Well, what's your bye week this week or this year? Uh, it's the weekend. I'll be in Texas, November. Probably like right <laughs> week nine, November twelfth weekend. Probably that's probably around week nine ish. So you you go and then I'll look up your bye week. Okay, I'll set it I, at five and a half. Ooh, I like that one. Um, damn, I'm good at this. I should be a sports better. Fuck. Week 10 bye, so I said week 11. You'll see him the week after the bye week. Who we got the week after the bye week? (laughs) Not at all. Who we got the week after the bye week? Ravens. Let me. Ravens. I can't see them putting him out there against John Harbaugh defense like that. And probably on the road, too. Well, you have, like, one of the top top 10 hardest schedules this year, so. Yeah. Definitely. There's no real. Five and a half. I bet he's starting. By week six. I bet he's starting by week six. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over. And I bet it's not it's not going to be by much. I'll put him at like week six, week seven at, at the Green latest. Bay? Week no six way. is Green Bay. Yeah. Who's no week way. seven? Tampa. Yeah, no chance. Then Give 49 me 49. Who we got week five? Raiders. I bet in Vegas. I hope so because I'm going to be in Vegas that weekend. So I'm hoping that he. All right, we'll go week five. I'll take the under. I'll take the under week five. All right, I'm definitely taking the over. All right, T Law. I'll set it at a half. Uh, the over. 
at a half. I'll you take the over at a half. So yeah. Definitely <laughs> a week one starter. Yeah, week one starter. Mac Jones. I'm gonna set this at six and a half games. This is hard. I'm gonna set it at six and a half games. Oh. JB, you look in the schedule right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the schedule. Just off. They got a late bye. They got a week fourteen bye. Oh, that's gonna be weird having week bye weeks going into week fourteen this year. That's insane. Oh, what do you what you said to that? Six. Six and a half. All right, I'll take the under. Oh, where do you think he comes in? Week five against the Texans. Week five against the Texans. Okay. Who they got the first four weeks? Dolphins, Jets, Saints, Bucks. Cam Newton can play really bad. That's three good defenses. That's three tough games. Could be an L. The Jets, they'll probably win. But if they lose it, that's icing on the cake. Well, hold on. We got to think about this. So Robert Sala is in New York, one of the smartest defensive minds. And the Jets defense is kind of slept on. They've got some solid pieces. So, damn, that's a tough first four for the past. five, (laughs) Texans is what I'd say. I agree with that. So you guys both are taking the under then at six and a half? I'll take the over. I think Bill Belichick's going to ride this one out. I agree with that. We'll see. I I guess it kind of depends because I feel like last year they kind of shifted their whole way of running their offense uh, with McDaniels. (laughs) Obviously going from Tom Brady to Cam Newton is a – a big switch. So they went to more of a run-heavy kind of almost like a T-formation type of deal. I don't know. I mean, Cam Newton's a big dude. He was looking like Derrick Henry out there at some points. So I guess, I don't know. I feel like they're already planning ahead and implementing for both um, just in case because obviously Mac Jones is not as mobile as Cam Newton. Um, So I guess it depends how ready they're going to be to switch their playbook up. Okay. Okay. They got a I like lot of that. New faces on that offense. This is a this is one that I like here. Trey Lance. You got Jimmy Garoppolo who has struggled in his time in San Francisco other than his Super Bowl year. And he's a very, very injury prone quarterback. And so is Cam Newton. So those are things you, and Andy Dalton hasn't been healthy the last three years. He has not played a full season in his last three seasons. Even when Dak went down last year and he started the rest of the there was Two games where you got the Bandanucci and uh, Garrett Gilbert. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. No idea. Exactly. That's the point there. Andy Dalton has not been healthy in three years. Has not played Andy, a full season. Yeah. So that's something that we got to think about, too. Bears? Yeah. Well, hold on. I'm just talking about we got to also. That's something that we got to put into the plays on these quarterbacks that are starting. You got Cam Newton, who hasn't been healthy in, over the last three, four seasons. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, who is... I mean, he wasn't hurt last year. He was just... Cam? Yeah. He, well, they, have a well, they played with the game with... Oh, yeah, COVID. Okay. But before that, he had yeah. hella shoulder issues. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who has, you know, torn his ACL his first year. He's broken his ankle. He's He's gone through it all. So, Trey Lance, I'm going to set it at four and a half. Because I think Kyle Shanahan's going to be quick to pull this trigger. I'll set it at four and a half games. Um, I don't. Jimmy, as, as long as he stays healthy, I think I don't think he's going to be quick to pull the trigger. I just think, barring like injury, 
um, I, I expect him to start the entire season as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm on the same page, actually. Really? Yeah. I think, I think they want I think to you know, sit behind him and learn. It's a tough division. Tough division is right. why I they're think. They're not just going to toss Trey Lance right. out there. Well, if, he sh- if Jimmy Garoppolo is struggling and they're dropping their first couple games and you got the rest of the division winning their See, games, they've got to go in a different direction. struggling? Because they have a good enough defense where they're going to be competitive in a lot of games. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo just has to be average. Well, who are we looking at? Let's let's pull up San Francisco's schedule here. I got him. All right, pull it up. Lions, Eagles. Okay, that should be two wins for them. Right. Then Green Bay, Seattle. And then Arizona, and then bye week. Okay, so, so I set it at four even and a half. under, over, under, I'd take the over just because I don't think, even if it was a quick to pull, it wouldn't be till after their bye week. They got a stake. They they one of the the top dogs in that division though. I mean they they can compete with those teams. I mean they got a tough division every year and they win way more games than they lose without Jimmy G. So I feel like you know he doesn't like why would you just throw your rookie in there? You got a competitive division. You got a pretty much Super Bowl ready team. You got a quarterback, a vet who's led you there. I think barring injury, man, he gone. You know, Jimmy All right. G. That's the most interesting four and a half in football. That's, that's, that's the, the best, best division in football that's, that's and the, the most interesting. Tell me right now who's. It's the probably the most. The inter- it's probably the most interesting. I said that the AFC East is one of the most interesting divisions mm. in football. I never said it was the most interesting. We'll have to play think, that back. Yeah, we'll play it back, yeah, I, I motherfucker. We'll go back and listen to it right now. I I'll fucking cut the podcast off right now. I'll cut the fucking podcast right now, motherfucker. It's the NFC West. It is. You can't tell me the NFC West. Yeah, you can't tell me who's gonna win that division. You can't. Can't. I think it's going to be the Rams. But I, you, I, I mean, you can't lock I would them say in. You're right, but I wouldn't lock it in. No, I seen the Rams had like the ninth best Super Bowl odds, which kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, mm, I feel like y'all are sleeping on. You know, they kind of gave Green Bay a little not was I wouldn't say a run for their money, but a decent little run for their money in Lambeau Field in January with Jared Goff, and you put Matt Stafford in there now. Mm. I would say the Rams too, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was San Francisco. Not even a little bit. Honestly, I'm gonna be kind of shocked if it's the Seattle Seahawks, though. Their that, offense that is so dangerous, but their defense is fall off. Yeah. They had what three draft picks this year? <laughs> they defense. Their whole draft class is three guys. Don't sleep on my boy Dwayne Eskridge. <laughs> and they were cutting people, so it's like, yeah, their defense gonna be their downfall, especially they lost. Right. They lost both Griffin brothers. Mm-hmm. On defense, that surprised me that they didn't resign them, but they resigned Chris Carson. Man, yeah, I'm pretty sure what's his face just got into some uh, like trouble outside of football. Who'd they just sign? Who? Alden Smith, yeah, mm-hmm. from the Cowboys. That was some months ago, though, right? Yeah, but now they officially cut him. So, oh, uh, that man stayed getting in trouble. So, what do they expect? Yeah. What do they I know, expect? But I'm saying they're losing a lot of things and they. Don't have three guys to replace. All right. So let's get into the stupid ass NFL top 100 that comes on NFL Network and is going to exclude my boy Roquan Smith, which is some bullshit. Uh, we had a great Sunday, you know, one through 100 through 40. They're just flying through it. And uh, I'm going to go by position group. I'm not going to go, you know, tell you the whole list 100 through uh, 40 because. Yeah, it's a lot. Who the fuck wants to do that? 
Uh, running backs, number 100, James Robinson. First of all, I'm going to dive right into this. You cannot tell me that James Robinson is a better football player than Roquan Smith. Hold on. I mean, oh. I agree. No, I agree with you, but. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to let you add it. He, he's from our hometown. We, we fucking, James is from our hometown, you know, hometown hero, number two. But you can't tell me he's a better football player than Roquan Smith. I You're fucking say, no. I wouldn't say better, no. But we had that Darius Leonard take. Um, no. James Robinson, number one hundred. I mean, I'm not sure how how they do that or how they break it down to by position. It's group. the players. It's well, all yeah. voted on by the players. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how how it all goes down as far as. I think it's all just averages. They put it. They put. They they just they list their one hundred. I think they start with one. And how do you know who's not coming? How do you know Roquan's not within the top forty? I mean, if he is, then fucking, I'm juiced, baby. Yeah, how do you but look at? I mean, you still got Fred Warner available. Darius Leonard hasn't been picked. Fred Warner hasn't been picked, and Bobby Wagner hasn't been picked. I feel like Eric Kendricks for no reason. I feel like he's definitely going to be within the. A lot of people probably think that Demar Levante David's already gone. Demario Davis. People are probably sleeping on him. I feel like there's no chance he's in the top forty. I didn't think the averages matter. I thought it was pretty much just like. You know, they out there playing with them. They getting a feel for these guys. Like, no, this guy is like – that's how I – Well, every player just, puts in their 1 through 100, and then they average it out on, like – like, let's say Devontae Adams had, this, like – this shit to heart. Like, right, right, right. I think it's right. <laughs> like, I got my own rankings, but, I mean, I don't really get fired up about the list. Well, I mean, I get a little juiced. Well, it sounds like it. I get a little juiced. <laughs> Roquan's within the top 40. I can't see it, dude. I hope I hope you're right. I think the only player that we'll see is Khalil Mack left mm. in the top 40. That's the only player I think that we'll see left. We'll see. All right, so let's get into the running back Real group. Real question is where, where's Kirk Cousins? I don't think. <laughs> if he's in the top 40, man. He's, he's coming within the top 40. If he's in the top 40, man, fucking all power to him. All right, 100 James Robinson. Only three running backs win the top 60. Or the top, well, the bottom 60. 100, James Robinson, 68, Josh Jacobs. I think that's too high. And 44, Christian McCaffrey. Mm. I just don't like that because that's one injury-riddled season. Right, and they're kind of – right. I mean, he was what? What was he last year? He was top five, yeah, wasn't right. he? He had to be top five. Top Who? five, top ten, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was like three. three. Yeah. Wait until you see Michael Thomas's ranking. Well, yeah. He was but, four in 2020, and you, you wait until you see his fall off. I just feel like that's, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I try not to get too fired up. 44, well, that's a big fall It kind of makes me think about, what that. so the NFL players' opinions just changed on them over a year? That's what I said. I'm not sure how exactly it's done, but there's no way that it's just player it's voting. The, it is. It it is. is. So that's, it's the NFL players voting, and then they just yeah, average they out where it. the player is voted. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, There's got to be some some other. They say it. That's, that's what they say. But yeah, that don't that don't that don't make sense. I don't think it's. it's just, yeah. I don't think every single player in the NFL is voting. I think it's you know who you see doing the interviews and stuff. I think those are the players that are voting. Yeah, but still, like you said, what just their feelings change about Christian McCaffrey over the. I had to. The next it has year. to. I mean, I feel like there's. I mean, there's. There can't be that much that goes into it. They literally announce like this is I mean, voted we're, we're on by the players. About the best skill position. Like skill player, and it's just in the for, NFL. It's just for that year too. So I mean, you know, it's just 
this year who was the most, you know, so maybe it's just that's how they Well, it's they're saying, you know, top 100 players of 2021. So, like, right. who so they think is that year. I guess sort of just, I mean, it's like 20, like, but that's, I mean, I don't know. So it's maybe they're just going off, like, the, the few games that he did play and was like, you know. Mm-hmm. He played well. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. The very, yeah, like the very little games saying. that he played. I, I don't know how it's all done, but. All right, who's left, though, for the running backs? Who do you guys think we're going to see in this top 40? There's a lot. There's probably a lot of good running backs left here. Alvin's got to be in it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry's in it. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Um, who, who else is, you said? So we got James C- Robinson, C- Josh C- Jacobs, and CMC. Josh Jacobs. So I would say probably Chubbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Chubb. Sure. Chubb for sure, too. But I would say... I'm surprised Probably Aaron Jones four. left off the list this year. I'm surprised Aaron Jones is left off the list completely because there's no chance I think he's top no. 40. I don't think so either. So that means he would have to be left off the list, 100%. Right. Uh, Did Montgomery make it? No. Montgomery. The only player, the only Bears player that we've had right now is... Uh, he was solid, though, man. Allen Robinson just... and... Um, I think the only player we've had is... Yeah, the only player we've yeah, had is Allen Robinson. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, let's hop into the receivers. We've had about 15 receivers already off the board, I think. One, two. 13 receivers taken off the board. Number 96, Cole Beasley. 94, Jarvis Landry. 91, Corey Davis. 87, Allen Robinson. 81, Chris Godwin. 80, Adam Thielen. 76, Tyler Lockett. 72, Michael Thomas. A drop-off from five. 65, Kelvin Ridley. 62, A.J. Brown. 55, Keenan Allen. 53, J.J. And 48, Mike Evans. How do you guys feel about the ones that have already been listed so far? Who's in the right spot? Who's not? You know, you got Cole Beasley, Jarvis Landry, and Corey Davis in the 90s. I mean, it's fine. I was shocked to see Corey Davis on the list at all. You see a lot of old heads in there. I kind of like that. I mean... That average of that wide receiver group that you just named has to be at least 26, 27. I would say so, yeah. Cole Beasley, old. Jarvis Landry's getting up there. Old. He was a 2014 pick. Corey Thielen, Davis. old. Thielen, old. Keenan Allen's Mike getting Thomas old. Thomas is getting up there. Mike Evans is getting up there. You're talking a lot of old Lock guys it. right there. But there is a good mix of, like, sophomores. Mm-hmm. And no, there's no sophomores on that list. But – E.J. Brown? AJ no. Brown. <coughs> he no. wasn't a sophomore, was he? Yeah, he was. Last year was his rookie year, right? I don't think so. No. Not last year, but two like two years ago was his rookie year. Is what I'm, like 2019 was his rookie year. And well, yeah. But him, Calvin Ridley, I mean, you got a good mix of young guys on mm-hmm. there. Okay. Uh, Allen Robinson at 87. Let me list the receivers one more time ahead of him. Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Lockett, Thomas, Ridley, Brown, Allen, Jefferson, Evans. Are all of those receivers better than Allen Robinson? A little slower. Yeah. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Adam Thielen. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. A.J. Brown. Yeah. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And Mike Evans. Yeah. All better than Allen Robinson, you guys think? Maybe I don't. I'm not. I would say Lockett's the only one that that's close. I would say uh, AJ Brown. I don't know. I know he he a beast, but I think Allen Robinson is underrated for sure. I, I, I like I like I like Allen Robinson better than 
A.J. Brown. Maybe I want to see a real quarterback throw the ball to Allen Robinson. Right. That's what I want to see. I think. And yeah, who knows think, if we'll ever get Robinson that. Allen real good, man. Like, <laughs> he just don't got He had a quarterback throw it to him in years. Like, I even mean, in Jacksonville. Like. Yeah, when Blake Bortles had his, you know, that one year in 2015 with Allen Robinson. Like, even with um, Stephon Diggs. We knew he was good. He always been good. But when he went to Buffalo, he he got even better. Like, mm-hmm. he, and he was already fantastic. Like, he definitely used to, you know, kill us every year, mm-hmm. the Bears. But he got even better. Mm-hmm. He just had a, a, a better quarterback. I feel like Allen Robinson, is, it's the same thing. You just mm-hmm. just need some better quarterback play. Okay, so who we got left on this list? Who's left then? <laughs> you know, you got your Devontae Adams, your D-Hops for sure. OBJ not on the list at all this year? No. Fair. Enough. Um, Julio. Is Julio on this list? Yeah. I don't think he should be within the top 40, but he probably is. I think players, he, he definitely on the list. Because if, if we're just going by, like, what the players think, I think the players are definitely still put him on the list. Like, well, yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Julio. I don't know how they do the rankings. Right. So. DK Metcalf. The 40? No. DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's yeah. going to probably be up there. He's going to be on the list. He's got to be on the list. Um, I really don't know who else. I can't think of anyone Receiver-wise. else. Receiver wise, you know, you got Justin, your D Hop, Devontae Justin Adams. Already on there? Yeah, Justin Jefferson's at fifty three. Terry okay. McLaurin, T Mac. Oh, Amari Cooper. He pop up yet? Mm. Neither of those guys. Who knows? They might not those, be on the those list. Are question marks. Those are guys that should be coming up like now. If they're coming up, yeah, like, they right. should be on this next list. If not, then they're not on it at all. I mean, we're talking these are in the, these guys are going to be in the 30s. I don't know if T-Mac T- should – Terry McLaurin That's should be – That's what I'm be. saying. It's close. Like, I definitely think they should be lower than that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the receivers. Um, tight ends. Only two taken off the board. TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle. Do you guys think that there's only going to be one tight end left? Uh, I think you can make an argument for Mark Andrews. Yeah. But – yeah, that's he shouldn't be Kelsey. ahead of Kittle, in my opinion. Travis Kelsey's definitely up there. Travis Kelsey's definitely going to be on this list. Travis Kelsey will probably be in the top ten, I bet. Yeah. There. All right, tight ends, yeah. And then quarterbacks, only three quarterbacks taken off the board. Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, and Justin Herbert. Who's left? Now, this is gonna. This is where it's going to get real dicey. Who do you guys think is left on this list? I mean, the obvious is Kyler Murray on this list? Oh, probably not. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's that much respected around the um, league. Yeah, this is where and you obviously okay. Let's get the obvious ones out of the way here: Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. All five of those guys will be on this list. Deshaun Watson better be on the list. Deshaun Watson probably will be on the list. list. Dak, Dak Prescott Mm. is a maybe with his injury. Right, it's a maybe. He should be on this list. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean. But then, okay, yeah, let's get mark. into the question marks. You got Kyler Murray, you know. No, Do you think he's not. a top 100 player in the NFL, though? Probably not. There, there's quite a few people I would take probably over Ryan Tannehill in that spot. Mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't take well, he's gaining some respect. I wouldn't, I don't, I, I wouldn't take uh, Kyler Murray over Tannehill. I would. That's tough, man. He's got such a good thing going on in Tennessee, and he's been he's killed it the last two years there. Though he's yeah. having you know thirty plus touchdowns Feeding and off of Derrick Henry. Well, that's the thing is that it helps. hundred well, yeah, percent. I'm not saying you're wrong, but uh, Kyle Murray. But I mean, Kyler Murray's got some weapons now, so I mean, I feel like it's going to be interesting this year. You know, you got T. Hop and AJ Green, and well, I don't know. He ain't, he ain't, 
He ain't gonna be on the list though. Not yeah, Tyler Murray shouldn't be on this list. I'm not saying he shouldn't be he in the top 100, but right. he's definitely not gonna be in these top 40. Okay, who do we think is going to be number one overall? Aaron Donald. This is, this will be what his third year in a row getting it. I think Rodgers will probably be top five. He got it last year, didn't he? But, yeah. And he did he get it the year before? Mm. I can't tell you. Again, I don't pay attention. So to I watched much. in 2018, well, t- top 100 players of 2019, because I wanted to see where Cleo Mack was going to be. He, Cleo Mack got third, Breeze second, and Donald first. Right. So, so this, this is would be his third year in a row. I don't know. I I like the Aaron Donald pick, but I'm gonna go on a on a ballsy one just because this is the players picking it. At the same time, I feel like his respect has grown. I'm gonna go out on a and say Derrick Henry after a mm. 2,000 yard season. It's coming from the players. No, I think no. it's gonna be Derrick Henry's the best player in the NFL. Oh, I bet money he's in the top, 10. Oh, no, he's in the top he, ten. He's probably in the top ten. I'll oh. put ten bucks on it right now. He's in the top ten. Oh. I, I'll put a ten spot on it. Is this going to be our first Pinewood perspective bet? I'll put a tenner on it. He's in the top ten. It's going to be him or Devontae Adams. What? They showed – dude, I'm telling you. They show lists. They show some of the players' lists. I've seen Devontae Adams on two players' lists at number one. Mm. Goals by average. You pay way more attention to these lists than I do. That's why this I, is my friend. I, I, I just watched. It was on at the bar, man. I watched it all uh, that. I, watched, I definitely don't think. It's like all six episodes. Top ten. I think he'll be right outside. The Let's top put a tenner on it, baby. Dude, I could think of ten players that I put before him. For number one, in, like in the top ten. Uh, uh, yeah. I, oh I, yeah, I, Mahomes, I for sure. Brady. I think I'm. I'm thinking you're sleeping Donald. here. Donald. Donald. I don't think Mac is going to be a top yeah. 10. Mac will be on this next episode in the 30s. I think he'll be higher than 30, probably. Maybe 15-ish. Oh, I don't know. He got like he got like 32 last year. Put a, I don't know, man. Put a tenner on it. Put a tenner on Derrick Henry not being in the top 10. Come on, you've been dying to make a Pinewood bet. We already have like five of them. We have some great bets this year, I know, but we haven't made one on the Pinewood. They're all G unit bets. You don't have to. It's okay. We can come up with something better some other time. All right, I'll do it. Oh, let's I'll get a shake. It. Virtual shake. Oh, we got the we got the reach. All right. I'll win it all back on the Vikings Bears. I don't bet on those. I'm oh, not betting on be. I'm not betting on Vikings Bears better. this year. Why would I bet on Vikings Vikings Bears this year? Why not? Because I don't think we're going to win. Justin Fields is still in start week 14. You're not a little fired up. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to be fired up, but I don't think we're going to win. Make it now. I don't make stupid bets. No, I don't think we're going to win now. <laughs> what makes you think? I mean, if things change, maybe. You know, if we're 13-1, and one, then I'll, I'll consider it. Yeah, I see. Why not make it now? Because I don't think we're going to be 13-1. and one. Well, you could be 13-1. and one. If we are, then I'll make the bet then. No. That's not Because then I wouldn't make this bet. far out anyway. Like, you got to. I'm not making. I don't think that the Bears are beating the Vikings this year. Right. Why would I make that I'm, bet? I'm just. All right. You know me. I'm not a better. It's all right. I got money coming from bread anyway, so we'll be all right. Oh. I mean, you're due. You definitely are due. Third time's a charm. Third time is a charm. What do you guys got going this year? 100 or 200 this year? I think a buck fifty. 
Buck fifty? Is this your biggest one? Because you guys won hundred both last years, right? And you got money coming from Arbor all the time on the sports. I'm bets. already up like hundred bucks on him. <laughs> that dude just Russell, makes Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson are going to be the Bears quarterback in the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> he said next year. This we uh, like three weeks. <laughs> Unless Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Bears, I think I'm, I'm sitting pretty. <laughs> Oh my gosh, bro! I don't get how he comes up with the stuff that he does. He just gets something. He will. He listens. He call. He FaceTimes me all the time, and he's just like, "Yo, what's going on with this?" And then he's just like, "All right." He hears me say one, you know, possibility. He's like, "All right, I'm making a bet on it." I love it. Uh, overrated, underrated this Jamal week. Adams just signed his extension. How much? Seventy mil, four years. What's that average out to? I'm bad at math. <laughs> Little less 17 than seventeen a year. A little less than 20 a year. I mean, that's not that bad, low-key. I probably thought he was going to get 20. I thought he was going to get 20. You know, safeties are averaging around the 15 to 18 range, yeah. or 15 to 17 range, but I thought they were going to just go out I knew a deal was going to get done. 38 mil guarantee. Especially after Pete Carroll said he can't imagine playing week one without Jamal Adams. Dude, Pete Carroll's such a crybaby. That's literally, I don't, I've never liked Pete Carroll, and I never will. Jamal Adams is a linebacker. Changed my mind. He's like Keanu O'Neal. I mean, no, I Listen, can't really change your mind. He's really a, he's really like a linebacker type. That's a big body safety. Oh, well, he's a, he's just a true box safety. Yeah, not a ball hog guy. He's, yeah, he's got the most sacks by safety. He'll probably break the NFL record for it. I bet. Yeah. So, he's a linebacker that they list as a safety. All right, because he's okay in coverage. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Overrated, underrated this week. You guys know how it rolls. We pick an NFL topic, and we pick a fun topic, and we talk about it. This week's overrated topic and underrated topic is going to be for the NFL, wide receivers currently in the NFL, and underrated. Or, and our fun topic is going to be, I was thinking we go with beverages. All right. An overrated, you know, drink. But there's so many drinks out there. No, that's a good one. All right. I don't have anything on top of my head. Like I'm gonna I'm think about it. But yeah, that's uh. All right, all right. We'll rock like with that. beverages. We'll rock with beverages. Let's start with our uh, receiving core here. Overrated and underrated receivers in the NFL. JB scratching the beard. He's getting along, thinking right now. Justin, can you got you got a receiver in your head off the gates? You guys want me to start this one off? Start it off. You want me to start it off, JB? That's fine. I'm gonna go Robert Woods. Are we t- wait, is this overrated or is yeah. this? A- Did yeah. I say overrated? I don't know, but you definitely saying underrated for him, right? Yeah, underrated for Robert Woods. Right. We'll start with underrated. We'll start with underrated. I'm going with Robert Woods. You know, I think he's a solid receiver. He doesn't, you know, he got a solid paycheck from the Rams. He just doesn't get enough love. You know, he gets love from the, the fantasy owners. You know, he's always in someone's fantasy lineup, but nobody talks about him as a, you know, a, a premier receiver in the league. I wouldn't say you know he's tier one receiver in the league, but I think he just kind of gets lost in the mix of tier twos in the league. And I think he's one of the best tier two receivers in the league. And I mean, it it would just be easy to come on here and say, you know, underrated receiver, oh, Allen Robinson, oh, just players like that. But I feel like Robert Woods is a very underrated receiver in this league. He brings a lot of good things to the Rams and he's done great things. You know, they've had success with him over the years. And I feel like just, he never gets brought up into the conversation of one of the best players one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's not one of the best, but, you know, 
up there. I'm riding with Robert Woods. JB, who's underrated receiver for you? Go to Justin first. Justin. I'm still trying to decide. I got like three in my head, but I don't know which one I want to go with. Justin, who you rocking with then? Underrated, right? Underrated. Yeah, I'm going to be a homer. Yeah, definitely Allen Robinson. But um, let me say, I'll go Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, definitely. What? What's wrong? No, I'm I'm listening. It's oh, yeah. like my listening voice. Definitely under, listening head. underrated. I think he can make a case for the best route runner in the league. Mm-hmm. The best. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Stephon Diggs is, is, is probably up there too, but I, I I think the way he run routes. I got this video on my phone. I'm, I'm going to show you all after we get done. I was like, oh, my, oh my God. Like, No, he is. He is definitely one of the best that route runners. That man is amazing. He does not get enough credit. Luckily, he got a quarterback now, and um, – you know, uh, Phil had been in decline for some years. So, but I think this this young upcoming quarterback, I, I expect him to do special things. Um, and Keenan Allen is, I, I expect him to be on full display this upcoming season. All right, JB, you're underrated receiver. So I'm gonna list my three. My number one's obviously the one I'm gonna go with. I think Robbie Anderson. Okay, I like that. Is that your three? No, that's one. So that's who you're going with yeah, is Robbie I think Anderson. Robbie Anderson's one. Of I like most that a lot. I like that a lot. Wide receivers in the league, but yeah. honorable mentions for the list. I had Tyler Lockett on there. Okay. I think he's quite a bit underrated. I think he's actually better than DK Metcalf right now. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. Yeah. Right, I mean, he he brings a lot more aspect to the game. He's rely on him. Very. He's very reliable. Very yes. Solid, yeah. Very reliable. Um. And obviously, watching a few games last year for the the Seahawks, I mean, DK taking them off the face mask, mm-hmm. like no, I understand some stuff what you're going that with. Happen. I understand. He's, yeah, he, he could be a great wide receiver. He's got still a lot of time to develop, but right now I'd take Lockett over DK. So I think Lockett, in that sense, is underrated. And then, and then I team? would say Terry McLaurin. He's starting to get a little more attention. But he's not recognized as one of the best wide receivers in the league. And I think he's definitely getting up there. But my pick is still Robbie Anderson. I love the Robbie Anderson pick because I think he's so skilled. And, you know, he hasn't obviously had it the best. He goes from Sam Darnold to Teddy Bridgewater back to Sam Darnold. So, I mean, the man's fast. Small. And he's a, he is skinny. Like, yeah. He, he's got some size. He's, t- he's, t- he's a little tall. If he's he puts short. on a few pounds, dude, he could be a force. He's a, he is a beast, and I think, you know, if Sam Darnold, you know, finally can work out in a new system with a familiar face, then Robbie Anderson could be number one in Carolina over DJ Moore. Yes, I, have com- a thousand percent I think agree. he already is. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, DJ Moore okay. has had stretches of, like, okay, that game kind of impressed me, but and then like, stretches his consistent of, overall play yeah. hasn't really impressed me. I feel like Calvin Ridley is another one that's underrated in the league. I yeah. feel like he's, he's definitely starting to get a lot more recognition. He, he was is. wide receiver one in fantasy last he's year. He's going to get it this season for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's going to be on the <laughs> list. He was wide receiver yeah. one in fantasy last year. He's going to get a lot more attention, which okay. might not necessarily be good for him. Overrated receivers in the NFL. You guys got you guys ready for this? Yes. I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, I'll let you go the first time, Justin. Okay. <clears throat> I got two for you, right? So this first one, it isn't necessarily his play – I believe he could play. Yeah, it's not this. This one doesn't really count. I'm just, I'm just say this. Mike, Mike Thomas. I feel like slant boy. 
Yeah, he. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I just don't like him. I, maybe it's, that's got a lot to do with it as well. I don't like him too much. I feel like he think he more than what he is. Like he, like he almost like I feel like he try to be. I don't know, like that face, that figure, that polarizing figure. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, it, it's just him. He could play though. He could play. I don't think he like a top three receiver in the league though, nothing like that. I mean, I would he agree. put up great seasons consistently you know he got great numbers but he just not i got a bone to pick with mike evans actually yeah he ain't like he ain't, he ain't. he's doing all these great things and then start a dynasty draft he's my first round pick you mean <laughs> mike thomas <laughs> yeah you said mike evans oh that's mike, what i meant Sorry. Mike thomas. Oh, I, was mike thomas. Like, I was like well, how did we get to mike yeah. i was like what happened mike, thomas, mike evans is a nice guy i mean but drafting him in the first round oh. sat out all like pretty <clears> much all last year and now again this year he's not coming back till week like eight or whatever they said. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got a bone to pick with him. I, I'm not I'm not picking Kenny Galladay as my overrated pick, but mother, I got a bone to pick with that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> Dynasty, yeah, I mean, yeah, bro. Dynasty really makes you get irritated at some players. Dude, tell me how I finish second to last place in the NFL with the number one and the number two running back on my roster yeah. in Delvin Cook and Alvin Kamara on yeah. my Dynasty team. And I finished finish second nine. to last in the end. I finished I mean, second just, to last. You just the rest of your picks up. I had Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, and Tyler Lockett, and Matt Stafford, and I finished second to last. Like Damn. because Kenny Galladay played, because Kenny Galladay was like, oh, you know, it's because you're just in some powerhouse leagues and uh, you know, Daddy Dubs only. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Mike Evans, you can't I compete mean, with my squad. See, look, we got Mike, Mike Evans on the mind now. Right. Yeah. So that's him, and then my second one is... It's because I don't think I ever call him Mike Thomas. What I never call him Michael Thomas. Mike, right. I don't uh, think I ever say... Yeah, I call Mike him Slam Boy. Um, well, Slam yeah, Slam Boy, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Devontae Adams. Oh. Devontae Adams. Let me tell you something. He's a, he's, he's a great wide receiver. Now, he, I'll, I'll give him his props. He probably is top three. He's not better than D-Hop. Uh, excuse me, D-Hop. DeAndre Hopkins. In my opinion, I just feel like he got Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. And maybe it's because I hate the Packers. But That's fair. But he loves Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I like I like. Oh, what the fuck? I love the Rodgers. JB, you, you, you talking too loud, man. Shh. People don't need to know that. Listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he, he all right, man. He all right. He just ain't the best. And I, I, I might seriously consider, I might take two receivers over him. It was the second. Stefan? And maybe this the same, because I kind of feel like this. Um, what's my boy? Kansas City. Um, Tyreek? Tyreek Hill. Okay. And maybe it's just because his speed and he got Pat Mahomes thrown to him. But, hey, I, I love Tyreek Hill, man. I, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased. So, I, I'll admit okay. that. But, All right. yeah, if I got to overrated those two. Um, Adams and Michael Thomas. Who's your overrated pick? I just want to give this. Yeah, divide to, to Justin real quick because I think he's smoking a little crack pipe on uh, With the overrated. De- no, overrated Devonte Adams. Oh I think. my goodness! I mean, again, I hate the Packers, but I have respect for Devonte Adams. Oh, dude, you're talking to the biggest Devonte Adams fanboy in the Rodgers nation right here. I know, but everybody doubted it and. 
I did well, not doubt oh shit. Don't listen to this People motherfucker right here. That he wasn't even top five in 2018. Oh he wasn't at the time. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all just watch. I, I had him watch. as my seventh best receiver in the league said, in 2018, and I said he will be a top back, five receiver. Back to back and he's over he's here talking like he fucking called shit because I had him at my fucking seventh receiver. Yeah, but back to back, I had him. Where, where did I have? You him? had him in top five in 2018, no, which just wasn't true. He definitely was. You had him as your third best receiver mm -hmm. in the NFL right. in 2018, which and just was not true. That. Which just was not he, true. He, and you said you just wait. I'm like, I'm not saying game he can't be. Game. You got to know. Maybe this is why name you're bad at Dynasty. You don't know how to three. scout talent. Name we have a fucking <laughs> Dynasty team together. Name the top three receivers in the league. Devonta Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. In that order. I agree. In that order. I could argue D-Hop if Tyree I had a... Tyreek Hill, honorable mention, I could, I'll take him at four. I could, I could argue Devontae... I could argue D-Hop over Devontae Adams. He does have an MVP here and Rodgers throwing him the ball. Devontae... I mean, D-Hop would put up the same numbers, if not more, with... Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. That's fine. Those two interchangeable, and then I'd probably yeah, I would probably agree with you with I Stephon Diggs, hundred percent. Those three. One and two, either definitely D Hop or Devontae, and three and four, yeah, definitely the Tyreek Hill or um, Stephon Diggs, for sure. Okay. Who's your overrated? Back to my pick? overrated. Yeah. All right. Just kind of back on that tangent, I'll say overrated DK Metcalf, just okay. for now. Okay. I definitely think he's going to be a great wide receiver That's in the fair. league for a long time, but a lot of people are super high on him, and I feel like again he's not even the best wide receiver in that room. Yeah, they tried to do that like real early in the season to crown him. It was like, oh, he's the best. Yeah. Well, we got him on our dynasty league, so we we're. I've watched a few of his games, obviously, and like the prime too damn ones. many of his games. Honestly, right. <laughs> we've well, yeah. watched a lot of his games, and just to see him like drop one, like. Russell Wilson puts a dot on him. He just drops it right in between his hands. Or he was in the end zone, took one right off the face mask. It's like he didn't even see the ball. Like went right in between his hands and just nailed him in the face mask. I'm like, I don't think you can't can. have that, especially if you're considered. A lot of people consider him a top five wide receiver already yep. in the league. So I don't even think he can run an entire route tree either. No, he definitely can't run the so entire route tree. I think right now he's overrated. I definitely think he still has time to – Time to develop and will be a great wide receiver in the league, but at the moment, DK. I agree with that. I like that. You guys both had, you know, some interesting picks. I I'm 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 at a little bit of a crosshairs here, you know. Um I don't know who is really overrated. You know, receivers kinda have that, you know, they're one of they're the biggest drama queens in the NFL. It's easy to hate on a receiver. Mm. Um, so I don't know who I kind of want to go after here. I've been sitting here looking at my list, thinking about it, you know, I've thought about Chris Godwin, but mm, I don't know. This is kind of tough, man. Chris Godwin put that work in, man. Chris Godwin's a dog. That's what I'm saying. He's not a drama queen. He's a, he's a low key kept guy. Same with Mike Evans. I like both of them. And I don't know if I can really put in either of those as my overrated. I think that maybe putting them either of them top ten would be tough in my I mean, not top. You know, some of them look at top five receivers. You know, especially Mike Evans. Mike Evans definitely top ten. Definitely. Chris Godwin, I don't know. 
I think it's close. I think Mike Evans is honorable mention for me for overrated. And, again, that man's on my dynasty team. I just feel like it's very boomer bust with him. He either has one catch for seven yards or he's got three touchdowns and 100 yards. He put up the numbers every season, though. I, well, I'm not saying I'm not arguing his season stats. I'm just saying game by game. And he don't and he don't get hurt. That's a lie. He he has hamstring issues. He he can he? he yeah he's got hamstring problems. I, don't, I can't think of him missing this like year. This year I was surprised he stayed healthy. Consider, considerable but, stretches though. I, I think ankle too. I think ankle was a problem at one point. I know hamstrings always been one oh, of his biggest yeah. issues. But you don't miss a lot of games though, do we? No. Yeah. I mean, I mean all right. I'm gonna kind of base it off of. I, honestly, I'm probably going to go with, I don't know, dude. This is tough. There's so many solid receivers Should here. be straight. We can talk about it. What I'm, are you thinking? I'm not picking Adam Thielen. No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, shoot. We can talk about it. Start bouncing ideas. Let's go. Maybe maybe I can talk and convince you into one. Convince me into one, then. Yeah, name me some players. All right. I don't, I don't think Chris Godwin's an overrated wide receiver. If anything, I think he's almost underrated. Really? Yeah, more so than over. I was thinking, you know, DJ Moore because of his inconsistency, but I feel like yeah. he doesn't get hype around him. No, not really. That's what I'm saying. I also have been thinking Tyreek Hill you on the sense that. of yeah, – That's a good argument. I feel like – Just because he's got my home throwing the ball. That's what I'm and saying. I don't know. Like, I love – He's five two. Yeah, dude. Like I, <laughs> like I. In my opinion, I think I would take Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson probably over Tyree Kill on my squad right now. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I would take AJ close. Brown maybe Keenan. over Tyree Kill on my squad right now. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. And I don't know. I think he just works in the Chiefs system. I don't know. He's so fast though. That's a fucking issue. It's no. like I can't. Can't teach speed. I can't, I can't put something on it. You know, I like my. He's he's a solid route runner. The speed obviously helps, but like a true overall receiver, I just don't know if he is that. See, it's like one of those things. Like to even like with with basketball, right? I don't got into so many arguments about who the best point guard in the league, Steph or Dame. I always say Steph. Oh, all he could do is shoot. But that's what it is. It's kind of like that with Tyree Hill. I mean, that's the way the league's heading. Yeah, that's the it's way like the league's well, heading. Well, he just run real fast. But yeah, that kind of like that's what I'm saying. Surf a lot of stuff. You it's know what the I'm way saying? the it's league's like, heading. Hundred percent. And people will probably think I'm smoking crack if I pick Tyree Hill. I know, but I no, mean, I speed does fair. erase some of the wide receiver qualities. I feel like, like contested catch. He's not in very many contested catch he's so type fa- of situations because right. he's so fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like that. I mean, other aspects that you look at wide receivers, you're like, damn, he's really good contested catch. I'll, he's right. really good right off That's his true. break. He's really good right off the line when he's getting pressed. Plus he got Tyree Kill, he'll just run by your ass. True. Then he's scoring touchdowns, so you overlooking it. Like, man, fuck, you know, he, he scoring. I don't care about none of that. Yeah. Uh, then he got the guy throwing to him, so yeah. That's, All right, I'll rock with Tyree Kill then. I'll rock with Tyree Kill. You know? People are probably going to hop on here and be like, damn, these three are smoking crap. Yeah, Who did you I, pick as your overrated? DK. 
they're gonna say, <laughs> they're gonna say we're smoking crack. They're gonna see two. They're gonna see three really solid receivers in the league. They're gonna see Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and DK Metcalf, and they're gonna say these three are smoking fucking crack. <laughs> That's what they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna say. These boys are smoking crack. I already I already lit one up for Justin. <laughs> That's, yeah, what, that's what's going to happen. It's probably biased. That's what's going to so happen, bro. I'm telling you right now. What? People are going to be at our mentions. The what? fuck you talking hey, I'll about? I'll defend it. I'm good with it. And I'm going to defend it. I mean, we, we can sit here and defend it, if I we guess. We got to pull some Skip Bayless to get some views. We got to pull some Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I don't know what to tell you. Oh. All right. We got, we got our... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, people are they're gonna say, damn, their underrateds are really good underrated receivers. They're gonna see our old be like, all right, bro, fuck or, it. Or they're gonna be like, damn, maybe we should start paying more attention. Right. You can go the other way too. Yeah, it's probably gonna be crack pipe. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, let's From our get, friend group, it's gonna be crack pipe. Yeah. Brad's gonna be on our ass. Brett's gonna be on his ass. He's gonna be on his ass. But yeah. Jo- we'll probably get a few like Tyree Killing overrated, you know. Freaking bandwagoners who just watch the stat reels. Um, beverages. Tyreek Hill shouldn't be drafted in the first round of fantasy. I don't think. I don't think he put up great numbers. I know we're not a fantasy podcast, but I don't think he should be a round I had, one, I round year. one type of pick. All right, we'll save that for Brett and Colton. Right. <laughs> we'll save that for yeah, Brett and Colton. All right, All right um, beverages, mm. underrated drinks. You, you know, it's an underrated beverage. I know, but I don't drink like a lot of pop or nothing. So well, it doesn't have to be pop. I know that's what I'm anything. trying to it limits my options. So, well, do you do you want me to narrow this category down? Yeah, to what? I got mine. I guess. Well, we're all 21 here. Let's do alcohol. <laughs> all right. Underrated alcoholic beverages. Don't look at me to go first. You just yeah. He is the fresh 20. On. He is fresh 21. He's fresh 21. I'll start with you. You're the oldest. You've been drinking for a minute. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, I'll say, well, I already had some, like, regular beverages, but my underrated alcohol, I would say Tito's vodka. I feel like a lot of people don't like light to, they don't, they don't like to drink light liquor. For whatever reason, everybody is so Dark. obsessed, yeah, with Henny and Duce and Remy and I like Tito's. I used to be a flight attendant and oh shit, whoa! I was I I I got on Tito's because it was on the um, plane and it was you know some vodka and that's what flight the people, attendant getting it. Yeah, that's the people in first class used to drink. And when I I I went home and tried it, I mean alcohol tastes like rubbing oh, alcohol, okay, good. regardless. But if you mix it, you know, get you some cranberry, vodka cranberry. That's my signature, you know. Who'd you oh. work for? Uh, American Airlines. I'm definitely writing an email. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, so that's how I got on the, uh, the Tito's, Tito's train. If I could cran, you know, I'm a bartender here, so I can <clears throat> bust it down for y'all. You keep that in mind. Vodka Cran is vodka cran is a very popular drink at the place I bartend. It's a very popular. It's always Tito's and Cranberry. They love that shit, mm-hmm. you know. That's a very, very popular drink. I love me some Tito's, for sure. And another thing, another drink that's been picking up at our at our bar is um, Captain Morgan creamsicle and root beer. They say it tastes just like a root beer float. I haven't tried it yet. Um, can I, I can I also do my my uh, regular underrated beverage? Yeah, go ahead. Um, underrated eggnog. Oh, I don't know wow. why some people don't like eggnog. I don't know what's wrong with them. Eggnog is the shit. 
Okay, know. okay. I, I like love that. Eggnog. Pumpkin eggnog. Y'all ever had pumpkin oh, eggnog? Oh my no. goodness. I have not had. I'm not a big pumpkin I'm not, guy. I'm yeah. not a big eggnog I like, guy. I like pumpkin. I don't mind eggnog. I like pumpkin pie, and that's about it. That's yeah. where it falls off. Try at. some pumpkin eggnog. Pumpkin eggnog. Try some pumpkin eggnog. Okay. Oh, Justin's getting hyped. Trying to see y'all. All right. My underrated alcoholic beverage is Jeremiah Weed Sweet Tea Vodka. I honestly got have never even heard of that. Really? It's it it underrated. You were about to name some like NFL football player. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, Jeremiah Weed Sweet Tea Vodka. We have it at Slick Nichols. It's uh, I mean, I'm a big tea guy. You guys oh, yeah. know my go-to drinks, my Twisted Teas. Oh, I wake I up hate in the Twisted Tea. Oh. Oh. I hate Twisted Tea. Oh. I yeah. really beefing. Relax. <laughs> Twisted tea is the best. Raspberry mm -hmm. twisted tea, there's nothing better. There's not a better drink on a summer hot day than raspberry twisted tea. If you want to get a little buzz going, get one of those, then yeah, because they're the shit. Tall boys only. Tall boys only. I'm on the tall boy. I got to have the tall boys. I got a couple tall boys in my fridge. Might go crack one while I'm editing this podcast. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with a little Tuesday afternoon drinking, is there? No. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's five o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock somewhere always is. All right. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah weed, sweet tea and vodka. You put the sweet tea vodka and you mix it with unsweet tea because the, the sweet tea vodka is really sweet. You mix it with unsweet tea. It just tastes like an iced tea, with a little bit of vodka and get you drunk. I'm not a big vodka guy, but I can roll with that. So that's my underrated alcoholic beverage. All right. Hmm. The, the fresh 21 year old. I know. We're going I, on like I'm a month of 21 here. Can't believe he had his first alcoholic beverage a month ago. I'm going to just have to say Pineapple Malibu because I don't really drink much else than that. I mean, I do, but I don't. You love your high noons, but you can't say they're underrated because yeah, no. they're, you know, they're pretty popular. I, I want to say Pineapple Malibu because, I don't know, it gives off that summer vibe and it tastes like straight pineapple juice. You can't even taste the Malibu. And I'm a, I like pineapple and I like coconut, like anything. When are you going to start drinking beer? No, never. That's cap. No, you all have beer? to. Everyone has to. Oh, man. Oh. Everyone's got to start drinking beer sometime. This shit is nasty. It's an acquired You'll, taste, man. It is not Oh, the man acquired. taste. No. <laughs> <laughs> you will. I never thought I was going to drink beer, and all I drink is Bud Light or Twisted Teas now. That shit's gross. You'll like it. You will. Yeah, you have no choice. You're going to have no choice. like some sweet you're gonna have no Twisted choice. Tea, and then you're talking like piss water. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Don't be shitting on Bud Light like that. I like it. Right. <laughs> Well, we're going to get into some beer when I get my overrated going here. All right. All right. Miller Lite is garbage. Miller Lite is trash. I don't, I don't drink Miller Lite. You got to give me a bone to pick with you. Give me. Well, I'm all right. You don't. Who would have a bone to pick with me? My dad. Oh, yeah. That's all he drinks. Yeah. you. Y'all ever heard of MGDs? Yeah. Miller Gold or Genuine Draft. Miller Gold Genuine Draft. That's piss water. That goes straight through you. Yeah. Like, like you could take a sip and you'll be like, like. In minutes, like damn, I gotta go to the bathroom. That's that's piss water. The bar I work at, Slick Nichols, it's a Miller Lite bar. Heavy. Everyone drinks Miller Lite. We go through cases of Miller Lite a day. Mm. That dude, I get so pissed off. I'm like, these people are, these people can't be living right or something like that because Miller Lite is not the move. Bud Light is the move all day. If you're going beer, I'll take Coors, I'll take Michelob, I'll take Bud Light all over Miller Lite easily. All three of those, you know, the, pretty much the main groups. And, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much a bush light. I'd probably even take over Miller Light. And bush light's garbage. I hate bush light. 
I like Heineken. Okay. I like that. Corona. You'd get along with my dad. Red Ribbon. Um, trying to think. That's about it. You ever had, uh, what is it? Laguina? Laguita? What is it? The IPAs? Lagunitas? Lagunitas? Lagunitas. Yeah. Those are pretty popular at Slick Nichols as well. But, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I've never been a big IPA guy. I, I can't argue. Yeah, I'm not a big IPA. I like it. Bro, you're like, going to have to get like into it, dude. At some time, you at some point, you will. I don't know anyone past the age of 25 that doesn't at least like beer. <laughs> my mom likes beer. When I'm on my deathbed, you can inject it through my IV and say I had a beer. I'll give them to you. No, see, look, this is what you got to do. You got to, like. No. No. I'm you not ha- going to force myself to drink shit. You have to. No. You have I'm to. Not. I'm just not. That doesn't even sound like a good time. It's not for the it's first not. two times. Right. But that then the third time, you're fine. No. You have to just slam a case of Bud Light and be like, this is disgusting. You got to power drive through it. You got to power drive through it. You have to. Everyone does it. Nobody likes beer at first. Yeah. And now I could. Now I get a cold. So, now, it's, so it's over. Now after our softball games. Now over after softball high. games, I open a crack, crack open a cold bold Bud Light. And I'm like, this is great. This, feels, this tastes so good. Gross. You have to. You have to just power through it's a case. Water. A case. Me and you are going to crack a case of Bud Light this year. We ain't cracking shit. We're cracking a case of Bud no. Light. Okay, so then what's your overrated beverage? Um, I, I was going to say Jack and Coke. Mm, you don't like Jack and Coke? No. I had it all the time, but you don't like Jack and Coke? I was going to say just, I feel like. That's the best way to have it. Like, like Justin was kind of saying, I feel like dark liquor is just kind of overhyped, like. All the dark shit. Everybody's like, "Oh, Captain Coke. Oh, oh Jack dark. and Coke. Captain oh. and Coke ain't bad. I'm not a big Jack and Coke guy. I like Jack and Coke. I'm not a big whiskey guy though. That's my thing. Uh, my go-to, Jameson. If I'm ever drink, drink, oh. drinking dark, yes, give me the Irish whiskey. I seen you posting yes, some Casamigos. You a tequila guy? Yeah, I like tequila. Oh, I can't do I tequila. Do often, I'll give you props. Yeah, like, I'll like, give you props, yeah. man. I cannot do tequila. Something you gotta do. I like tequila. That ain't something, something you get. Nah, hell no. Nah. There's no, not. There's no, not a man in the world that says that's just something no. you gotta drink, man. Something it's tequila. No, that ain't you it. Do one shot of tequila. That ain't it. No, not tequila. I like tequila. Yeah, you'd get along with my friends. A lot of my friends like tequila. I don't. Eighteen hundred silver. Oh, the fancy the stuff. Jose Cuervo, you know. Oh, okay, we, we, we got the Cuervo. We get the Patron. They pulled up to our, we had a Cinco de Mayo party, pulled up with a $100 bottle of Patron. I've never seen it. That thing was like the size of a basketball, bro. I was like, <laughs> who's drinking that? Because my ass ain't, I'll tell you that right now. Comes in a fishbowl. Yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, dark liquor. I can't do really dark liquor. I'm not a fan of dark liquor. Mm-mm. Or whiskey, to be exact. You know, I don't mind Captain Morgan here and there. You know, Jeremiah Weed is dark, but it's vodka. Like, because it, it's got that sweet tea infused into it. <laughs> But that's our overrated, underrated, you know, good episode. We oh. always spend so much time on these overrated, underrated. I'm sorry, one more. Can okay. I just do one more? Get, get it in. Get it in, man. Um, Sweet tea. I hate sweet tea. And I'm not afraid to say it. I, ha- I absolutely hate sweet tea. Dude, me like and Justin B. I don't, I don't like it from McDonald's. Oh. I don't like it. I don't like it. McDonald's oh. is a little McDonald's overkill. is actually the best. I kind of had it, so I'll give it that. But Whoa. other than that. I'm I'm just not a sweet tea guy. I'll That's drink McDonald's me. sweet tea, but I feel like it's overkill on the sweetness. They're they're a little too sweet. If, if we're going normal, I'm gonna say my overrated's Coke and my underrated's milk. Milk. Yeah, nobody drinks straight milk any like nowadays. I mean, I don't. I want. Yeah, I'm not gonna go After for a nice, a nice game, glass of milk. Nice get, glass of milk. <laughs> uh, milk just is, it congests you. Nice yeah. It and just congests you. It's congested. What makes me poop? Makes you what? Poop. 
Oh, Heart. all right. <laughs> we get personal. <laughs> <laughs> I get gassy. You, you might be lactose intolerant. I am. <laughs> I am. All right. Yeah. We'll just go ahead and give self-diagnosis here. We don't need to go to the doctor for that one. <laughs> I got to drink lactate, man. Lactate. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to give you. I don't even know because I wasn't prepared for the overrated, underrated of regular <laughs> beverages. Sweet tea, not overrated, though. Sweet tea's gas. All right, but dude, we always spend so much time on these. These are fun. Maybe we gotta start doing these at the beginning of the show because we have fun doing these, and you know, I feel like we're we're all serious, we're all business until we get to these. So maybe we'll start switching it up. Start off with the overrated, underrated, keep people involved. You know, maybe a little bit longer. Um, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the Pinewood Perspective. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. For those who are listening, I'm Will G. I'm JB. I'm Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. 